welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive into the next episode. Welcome to the Christmas edition of Kitty Talks. I hope that this edition finds you in great Christmas spirits. I am waiting for Christmas to start. My husband is on a week-long silent meditation retreat. He has been, oh, this is his fourth one that he's done. And of course, when you do a silent meditation retreat, you cannot take any phones or any communication into the retreat. He's been in deepest, darkest Scotland. So I have been preparing for Christmas while he's been away, put up the tree and wrap the presents. And so I'm so excited because he's coming home this afternoon. So I really hope that you listening to this are in very good Christmas spirits, that you are excited about Christmas and you've got your friends and your family to celebrate with. Christmas, I absolutely am a massive Christmas lover. Like, I absolutely adore it. I like the food. I like the fact that you socialise with all your friends. I love the Christmas tree. Every year we buy, my family uh, and I, my mum and my sister, we all buy each other a new Christmas decoration. I love the fact that you get to see all these different people in your life. So, you, you know, you're going for lunch with people. You're making a special effort to meet up with them. It's just fantastic. I, I love the weather. But I have to say, for anyone listening who maybe isn't such a Christmas fan, I've also been there too. Uh, I have to remember back, goodness, 10 years or so ago, I used to hate Christmas because it really brought up feelings of lack and loss and aloneness, actually. It used to make me feel really, really alone at Christmas. I was single. I wasn't happy. I was depressed. And it really magnified everything for me so if you're listening to this and that's how you're feeling please know you're not alone please know you are loved please know it can change you can become a Christmas fan too (laughs) but my advice for you if you are listening and you are potentially are not in a good place this Christmas then please make sure you commit next year to finding yourself an empowering community 
there's a lot of people who have been where you are who can support you and can help you and uplift you but you will have to take this first step to do something about it which often is the hardest step but once we make that move you will never look back so if you're listening and you're not so happy and Christmas is bringing up lots of horrible feelings for you please know you are truly loved take this as a big big sign that you are truly loved and things can change So Christmas, the title of this episode is if you do one thing in 2019, do this. So I'm going to tell you what that one thing is later on in the episode, but make sure you listen all the way through to the end. But first of all, I always like to do a bit of a 2018 or review of my year. So if you're listening to this, grab a piece of paper and a pen, because I'm going to take you through a process about how to get the most out of last year and the new year so the chances are also if you're listening to this you're probably an entrepreneur or you're somebody who is committed to creating the best life they possibly can and I would probably put money on the fact that you are if you're that person then you're probably the type of person that's always kind of trying to achieve and looking forward and looking to create but one thing that I found is really really powerful to do because I'm exactly the same I'm always looking kind of what's next But one thing I've discovered that's very, very powerful is we often overestimate what we can do in a year um, or what we can do in five years, but actually we can also achieve a lot in a year. So it's really important to celebrate our wins and to look at our year and to look at our life and to celebrate what we've achieved over the course of the last year. So 2018, I know astronomically, has been a big year for a lot of people, a lot of having people having big shifts, a lot of people waking up. So what is it that you've achieved over the course of the last year? It's really important that you ask yourself that question, because when you ask yourself that question, your, your mind will look for the answers. So if I look back at my 2018, I suppose the thing I'm most proud of is the fact that I launched Do Your Dharma. I uh, launched in May, the first year Dharma, and I had eight women go through it then. And we relaunched, we did it for a second time in oh, September, October, and we've now got 24 people going through the program and one, well, 23 women and one man. And he's he's flying, he's done so well, so proud of him. So I suppose that's the biggest thing that I feel that I've achieved this year and the thing I'm most proud of. But I want you to know, if, if you're listening, that that wasn't easy for me. I had to fight through a lot of self-doubt, a lot of procrastination. Am I good enough? Can I teach this? You know, will it help people? And it took me a long time. I kind of was desperate to launch it, um, but I took a long, long time to do it, really. And what I found, again... We're talking about supportive communities. I actually um, worked with a coach to help me launch that first program because I knew I needed the accountability. So if you're looking to launch something next year in 2019, top tip, get yourself around someone who's going to hold you accountable. Could be a life coach, could be a program, could be do your drama, you know, but make sure you get yourself around people that are going to hold you accountable. Because I think as human beings, we have good intentions, but, you know, life happens. And, you know, for us to really achieve what we want to do, we have to have a supportive community around us. But I would definitely say that that is probably the thing I am most proud of, actually. And if I look at how things have progressed, you know, Kitty Talks was launched two years ago. And obviously that's grown and grown and grown. And now we've got a global community. You know, we've got over a thousand downloads a week, so 4,000 a month. And I'm really proud of that. 
and that's grown steadily. And of course, I always knew I wanted to write a find and follow your purpose course. So I'm going to pat myself on the back, which is not something I'm very good at, and say, well done to me. So what is it you are going to pat yourself on the back for and say, well done, I've, you know, I've achieved that this year. My husband and I also paid off half our mortgage, which is incredible, but I shouldn't forget that because that's an amazing thing to do. We have bought our dream house. That was in the last year as well. And I'm only just newly married as well. So, you know, make sure you have a look at what you have done and what it is that you've achieved and really give yourself credit for the things that you are doing and be nice to yourself. And the the best thing you can now do is once you've kind of looked at what you've achieved over the past year is to also look at what you need to tie up before the end of the year. Where are your loose ends? Where are the things that you haven't necessarily tied down, the things that are holding you back that you really need to tidy up? Like the other thing I've done, um, it actually has done a massive chuck out of all my clothes because that was something that was annoying me. I knew I needed to kind of declutter. The end of the year is a really good time to declutter because it's kind of physical and mental. And then I always like to look at my accounts, tie up everything within my accounts to make sure that I go into the year afresh and don't have anything hanging over me that I don't want to. So where could you tie up some loose ends? Have a look at that. What are the things that you maybe are hanging over your head that you know that you need to get sorted before you go into the new year? So let's look at 2019. I love to always plan my year. I'm a great believer in creating our lives, designing our lives, in fact. And it's proven that you, if you have a vision for your life, they've actually done studies. I can't remember. I think it's a Harvard study where they actually studied a group of students. Half of them had a vision for their life and half of them didn't. And the people who had a vision for their life created it. You know, the machine of existence, as I like to call it, will work with us if we use it correctly. If we are creating a vision for our life and taking steps towards it, it will support us. But most people live into kind of their default future. They're not they're not putting their head above water. They're just on a rat race. You know, they're on a kind of wheel, hamster wheel. They're just going along. They're bobbing along. And it's important and powerful for us to create what we want to happen. So. I, around this time of year, I always look at my plans and I always think about what it is that I want to achieve. And I go kind of big. So I go, I usually kind of look at what I think is achievable and then I double it. So next year for me, we, the breadcrumbs that I'm following, so we've done Do Your Dharma again, and I've had a lot of local people do Do Your Dharma. And I've had a lot of local people involved in Do Your Dharma and they're asking me to do it locally. So next year, I'm going to be doing Do Your Dharma locally, which is amazing. I'm doing it twice. So if you're listening to this and you live in the Chichester or Arundel area, then come along. I'm doing it at Goodwood and I'm also doing it at Arundel Barn. And that was literally following the energy and following my excitement. So that is going to be my biggest piece of advice for you. So I said to you, if you do one thing, do this. And it is follow your excitement and follow the feeling. So what I mean by that is I was kind of naturally being led because people were asking me to put on Do Your Dharma locally. 
So I followed the feeling, I followed the excitement. And that felt right. It was great. It was kind of like the universe saying, let's go this direction. So next year for me, I'm building a local community and I'm also building an online community of Do Your Dharma students. I've also created Do Your Your Dharma Mastery. So once you've done Do Your Dharma, we take you through a process, which is incredible. Let's go all your limiting beliefs. We get you to have a successful mindset for life. We show you how to follow your breadcrumbs. We show you how to do your dharma. We show you how to basically uncover what it is you came to earth to do. And we then give you a mindset search for success. And we show you how to navigate bumps in the road. But of course, like anything, you have to keep up your skills. You can't go to the gym once and expect to be fit. You know, so we are creating or have creating a mastery, Dharma mastery community, which is a monthly coaching community, which you can join to hold you accountable and make sure your vision actually does come true. So what is it that you want to create next year? So I ask you that question. What is it that you are being called to do? So when I said about follow the feeling, feeling is so powerful. How does something make you feel? If I look back about all the things that I've achieved, it's because they make me feel good and I've gone towards them. So what is it that you could do more of in your life that you need to follow the feeling more and feel where it takes you? And also we get, get given signs, you know, once we start to get in tune with following the feeling, amazing things can happen. I think I mentioned to you about one of my students who through Do Your Dharma, has created a vision for your life, for her life. She's a nurse and she wanted to do this amazing coaching soul coaching and didn't know where the money was going to come from but she's done do your dharma and she knows she just has to take the action aligned action towards what it is she wants so she started checking out all the courses even though she didn't know how she's going to pay for it but she trusted she trusted the universe she, it felt right now interestingly when i spoke to her about it she said i just knew i was supposed to be doing it it felt right for me and I, that is the biggest piece of advice I can have for you. If you're listening to this and you want to achieve something next year, how does it feel for you? Does it feel right in your bones? Do you get goosebumps when you think about it or when somebody mentions it? Because that's your higher self communicating with you. That is something that you need to find and follow. And because she, it felt so right, she took the action and she was given a grant to do this course. And so it's about a $10,000 course. So it's absolutely amazing. And she just can't believe her luck. But I've now interviewed over 110 people and they all report the same thing. They just say it felt right. It was what really made me feel alive. And so Lewis Craffin, who I interviewed recently, the kite surfer, you know, he said when he kite surfed, he just felt free and alive and it just felt so right. So what is it that feels right for you? What is it that you get the tingles about? So when I was um, becoming involved with the Network for Transformational Leaders, you know, I've never had so much feeling that that was the right thing that I was supposed to do. It was like my whole being, my heart, my higher self, my soul, everything was communicating and screaming at me. So the other thing about feeling as well, and when you're designing your year next year, so I have designed my year next year and I've basically written down what I want to happen. The key thing is you you write it down, but you don't become attached to it. You look at it regularly, but you don't become overly attached to it. And you feel it. So to help the manifestation process, you have to feel it. So when I take my dogs for a walk, I stand on the top of the hills and I 
feel what it's like to have a huge million follower community of Dubia Dharma both on and offline. And I stand in it and I feel it and I resonate with it and I vision it and I just feel amazing. And so that's another top tip where you, when we talk about follow that feeling, make sure you are standing in the feeling. Make sure that you are regularly connecting to the feeling of what it's like when you've already achieved what it is that you want to achieve because your brain doesn't really know the difference you know if you feel successful if you feel wealthy if you feel abundant if you feel healthy you are and everything else catches up around you so amazing advice make sure you follow it what is it you're creating next year have a big vision and then break it back down into quarters so you know what you're achieving in each quarter. And on a regular basis, make sure you feel the feeling. Make sure you stand in the feeling of what it's like to actually have already manifested what it is you want. So last bit of advice, and then I'll leave you to your Christmas puddings. What is it that you have to stop doing next year? What is it that's blocking you from creating your success? What is it that you know that if you stop doing, it could really, really help and serve you? So I was listening to a webinar by Rich Litvin, great guy, amazing guy, doing lots of coaching. I have a lot of respect for him and his work. And a very powerful question he posed, which was, what can you stop doing? And I think the thing he raised, I think everybody could stop doing. So I'm going to share it with you. He basically said about taking your phone into the bedroom. Oh my God, who can resonate with that? Me, I can definitely resonate with that. So my husband and I have a no phones in the bedroom rule and we got very good at it actually and then we got very bad at it. It's so easy how your phone can creep back in. But your phones, for those of you listening, have an electromagnetic field. And so when you are having your phone by your bed, that electromagnetic field is interrupting and disturbing your own electromagnetic field. So very important that you don't sleep with your phone in the bedroom for many reasons. One, from a health perspective, because that electromagnetic field from the phone is interrupting your own electromagnetic field. B, oh my God, how many times have you sat on your phone when you're supposed to be sleeping and you can't sleep because obviously it basically raises your serotonin levels. Um, And also how you get lost in your phone and before you know it, rather than being productive in the morning, you've lost three hours on Instagram. So I think everybody listening, probably the biggest thing we could all stop doing is being surgically attached to our phones. And please know, I think the other thing that about mobile phones is a bit like smoking. You know, a long time ago, everybody smoked, but they didn't know the health benefits of it. And that seems crazy now because, you know, you wouldn't dream of smoking nowadays. Most people don't smoke anymore because it's disgusting. It's expensive. It kills you. And why would you do that? But I have a feeling that mobile phones will be the same thing because obviously they haven't really gone public with the results of what can happen with long-term mobile phone use. We do know that when you use a mobile phone, radiation basically goes into your brain. They've shown pictures of what it does to your brain. So whenever you use your phone, please do not have it by your ear. Please always have it on a headset and please always put it on aeroplane mode when you don't use it to minimise that. But yes, what is the one thing you need to stop doing next year? So for me, I'm committing to no phones in the bedroom. Are you with me? If you're with me, let me know. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know what you've taken away from this episode. 
I'd love for you to report back on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page. What's been your biggest takeaway from this episode? By all means, come and join us in our free Facebook group. We will be going live again next year with loads of ideas and loads of challenges for you to join. So follow your highest excitement. We'll go live again next year. But thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing Christmas and please know that you are truly loved. This podcast was sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. Create a life so good that you pinch yourself. This eight-week online course demystifies Dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma.